Um, I think for the first week since uh, maybe January, I think I've lost some weight. I do. I do. Congratulations. Mainly because mainly because the uh, the barn door uh, locked on me and I couldn't get out for a few hours and there was <laughs> nothing in there to eat. Um, but uh, the other reason is built bar. Sometimes something comes uh, comes along that completely changes everything for the better. Do you remember those Atkin bars that we used to have? Whoa. Yeah, nasty. Oh, they were. Oh, they were so nasty, and we would eat them because we wanted to lose weight. But they were so nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't I haven't had a uh, a health bar ever since uh, because they taste like crap. Not Built Bar. They have four to six net carbs, 120 calories on average. Some of them are a little lower than that. And they taste amazing. Made with 100% real chocolate. It's BuiltBar.com. You're trying to you know, stay in shape. You're trying to lose some weight. You want a healthy snack. This is it. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Check out all of the flavors that they have. You're going to love them. BuiltBar.com. BEC15 promo code. For those of you in the Pentagon, you need to have a privilege walk. That's right. Join the Navy. Join the Army. Join the Marines. Take a privilege walk. Oh, you're not going to believe what is happening in our armed forces. You Actually, you might. But there is one story you won't believe, and that is a week ago. I spoke out against Barack Obama because he was making a fuss and saying uh, critical race theory and people think that's a bad thing. And uh, I couldn't take it anymore because he was back with his smug attitude where he never listens to anyone with a differing opinion. And uh, and I took back my apology. I'm called a flip-flopper now. No, I'm not a flip-flopper. I have a very good reason for changing uh, my mind on this. I said back in 2008, I think the president is a racist. No, that's not exactly right. Uh, He just seems to have a deep-seated hatred for white people or the white culture. What I was actually saying, but I didn't, or feeling, but I didn't know at the time, was critical race theory. He believes in critical race theory, which I think if you believe that uh, whites are irredeemable, that whites, all whites, are racist, and uh, and it's like a virus, and they have to eternally pay for it. I, I'm sorry. I think that sounds like you're a racist. If you believe the opposite of what Dr. Martin Luther King taught, then I think you're a racist. So in my response to him last Wednesday, I said, "You, your fundamental transformation is almost here." Baseball, motherhood, Chevy, and apple pie. Let's go through that. Um, Baseball, unwatchable now because of critical race. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Motherhood, 
Mothers are no longer called mothers. They're now birthing people. Uh, Chevrolet. Chevrolet probably can't make anything because they're waiting for chips and parts from China because we don't make them here anymore. And I said at the time, when when are you going to wreck apple pie? Now, I've always told you that I'm really bad with timing. I'm usually good with the direction, but I'm bad with timing. This time, it's the opposite, because I didn't think they would wreck apple pie five days later. Wait until you hear the critical race theory on apple pie that has just come out. It's unbelievable in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So my pillow. It's not every day somebody can come along and make a better mousetrap. I mean, when you're thinking mice, mice and mousetraps, you're like, I think we got that one down. I think we got it down. You know, just don't look into the box afterwards. I think we got it. Um, you know, when I was a kid, it would snap the mouse in half and you'd be like, hey, would you go downstairs and clean the mouse straps? No, no, Grandpa, please don't make me do that. It's a horror show down there. But uh, another thing that I thought we had down were pillows. Nope. Mike Lindell came and he changed the pillow. His my pillow is I don't know how to describe it. It is something that I would pick up in a store and I would have never purchased because I I just, I don't know. I have a different view on what a great pillow is supposed to feel like when you're, you know, when you're supposed to be very soft with down and everything else. This doesn't have any down in it. And I don't know what, what kind of uh, warlock stuff he had to do to make this pillow, but you push, you Push both your fists through each end before you go to bed to fluff it up. And it stays that way. And you don't wake up trying to fluff your pillow all night. It's really amazing. So he's changed the pillow. You go work on the mousetrap. And maybe if you have a good night's sleep, you'll be able to do it. MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. There you're going to find not only the amazing offer of his premium MyPillows for $29.98. They're usually like 70 bucks. It's a $40 savings. Kings are $5 more. Go to MyPillow.com. Get deep discounts on all of their products. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117 for the great radio specials. It's 1-800-966-3117. Promo code BECK at MyPillow.com. People, 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 we have pies to bake. Raj Patel, he's a food writer and activist. So what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to write about food, and I want to be an activist. Oh, okay. Tell me what kids said that when they were growing up and their parents didn't say. You probably should have a fallback um, job that you're thinking about. I'm just saying so food writer and activist Raj Patel wrote an article for The Guardian titled Food Injustice Has Deep Roots. Now, Pat, how many times have we gone back and forth on food injustice? Oh, right? I can't even count. Oh, can't even count. 
Do you think the do you think the headline writers have a sense of humor? I mean, do you think do you think they wrote food injustice has deep roots <laughs> and went, I can't believe this is going to there. Wait until you see what I put as the headline of this story. And you watch these crazy people around here. They'll actually think it's great. They have no idea I'm making fun of them. I wish it was that. Probably not. But I don't think so. I do, too. Food injustice has deep roots. Let's start with America's apple pie. Patel claims that apple pie is rooted in colonialism and slavery. Man, he's got to be fun sitting around the table, you know, at Thanksgiving or Christmas, which he probably doesn't. That's to him. That's just a a day off. That's what it is to him. Stop with your religious nonsense. Um, in the uh, in the, I'm quoting him in the drama of the nationalist culture, the bloody and international origins of the apple pie are subject to a collective amnesia. Yeah, we just eat pie and apple pie because we think it's good. And we have long forgotten, stuffed somewhere deep down inside, we've repressed the memory of the blood and injustice that is baked into every <laughs> apple pie. The apple pie is as American as stolen land, wealth, and labor. Mm. And we live in the consequence of apple pie today. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Patel then emphasizes that the apple pie and many of its ingredients aren't even from America. Shut up. You mean apple pie isn't 100% red, white, and blue? I could get that just in any country? I, I could find it, like, in Germany? Yes. Yes, according to... Uh, According to Patel, yes. Now they might call it strudel, but it's basically apple pie. Who would have known? Who would have known? Not me, I'll tell you that. There were only small wild crab apples native to North America until apples, Malus domestica. I'm glad he brought the Latin in there. You know what I mean? Because nothing says no blood in guts than uh, Latin, the whole language and culture that brought that about. Anyway, um, he said apples were brought from England to the Jamestown settlement in 1607, preceding that. So it's before the horror show, 1607, few years away from 1619. Preceding that, the original wild species of apples, Malus severesi, whatever, uh, was originally from Central Asia. By the way, I want you to know, I'm only butchering the Latin there because I went to Princeton uh, and they've canceled all the uh, the uh, classics, uh, Latin and Greek, because minorities uh, sometimes have a hard time with Latin and Greek. And so for justice stake, we, we want to make sure that somebody doesn't get ahead of somebody else. Oh, thank God. Anyway, in areas as modern-day uh, Kazakhstan and China, 
and introduced to Europe through the Silk Road trade routes, several societies were consuming apples in present-day Greece and Italy since 2000 BCE. So there, America, ha! Oh, it's as American as apple pie. 2,000 years ago, they were probably feeding it to Jesus. Apples traveled to the Western Hemisphere with Spanish colonialists in the 1500s. Yeah, by the way, you know, I find it really interesting that Mexico needs to go back to the Mexicans, not to the Aztecs, not to the indigenous people, but those who are Hispanic, Hispanic, Hispaniola, Spain. They, of course, were totally fine. They were fine. I mean, it was Columbus. It was Columbus. And yes, they they did fund Columbus. But man, can we just give Mexico back to the Mexicans? Screw those damn Aztecs. Uh, Apples traveled to the Western Hemisphere with the Spanish colonialists in the 1500s in what used to be called the Colombian Exchange, but now is better understood as a vast and ongoing genocide of indigenous people. Now, he also goes into that damn Johnny Appleseed. Man, I hate that guy. Don't you? Ever since Disney made that cartoon, it's Stuck in my craw like an apple seed that I just can't get out. John Chapman, better known as Johnny Appleseed, took these markers of colonized property to the frontiers of U.S. expansion, where his trees stood as symbols that indigenous communities had been destroyed. Anybody want pie? What? Oh, my gosh. I don't think. And then he goes into sugar, uh, you know, on the crust, which is uniquely American. But it wasn't. Uh, the Jesuits were doing it in 1751. And uh, sugar came from the Haitian Revolution when enslaved workers seized the French colony in 1791. Wow. 1791. What else happened in 17? 17- oh, yeah. That's when the Bill of Rights uh, was passed 1791 and uh, I kind of cheer for the slaves that uh, uh, chase the French I mean it's not very hard but for a slave anything is hard because you don't have any tools but uh, they chased them uh, out of uh, of Haiti but let's forget about that shall we and let's instead look at what that uh, that group of people have built today I mean, it is just a beautiful, beautiful place. It is nothing like the hatred of America, I'll tell you that. You're better off. You're better off in Haiti than you are in America. Let me tell you that right now. Okay, so we have uh, apple pie now on the hit list. Let me switch topics for just a second and um, tell you about how our troops are now segregated for privilege walks now the last president that segregated uh our troops uh pat was um 
Woodrow Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, Woodrow Mm -hmm. Wilson. Yeah, love Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Love, love him for all of the great things he did, like segregating our military. Well, the good thing is, is Joe Biden in the footsteps, little footsteps, footsteps uh, of uh, Woodrow Wilson is segregating our military again, but this time just for privilege walks. And you're going to love this one. (laughs) I'll tell you about it coming up in 60 seconds. First, teamwork makes the dream work, right? I just thought of that. Write it down. Uh, Never does that phrase uh aptly uh apply more than in the real estate game now people of course have been saying teamworks makes the dreamworks glenn beck an american says he invented that phrase but it was used two thousand years ago in greece you need somebody who has is solid and dependable and who knows all the ins and outs and the best practices and knows everybody that can help sell your house already has people coming to their website looking for homes and so when yours appears they don't have to do a lot of advertising because they do advertising all the time now this is the kind of real estate agent you need both in your area and the area you're moving into so how do you find one well i started a company with my brother i don't even know how many years ago real estate agents i trust.com my brother is the exact opposite of hunter biden i'm just saying it's uh we're actually good people and uh we can help you and it's free a free service to you don't worry about it burisma is paying us real estate agents i trust.com go there now you want to find the right real estate agent it's real estate agents i trust.com the name says it all 10 seconds station id Uh, By the way, I want you to know I am going to get to the story about how white women uh, just want to imprison uh, black men, and that's why they're crying rape. Uh, Just I'm going to bring that up. Seems like a story from, oh, I don't know, uh, the Emmett Till days, but it's definitely not. Definitely not. It's today. Pentagon whistleblowers. Yes, thank goodness we do have Pentagon whistleblowers. Um, these are people that have had enough. They're service members. They have gone to the inspector general uh, and they've gone to many of their congressmen to object to critical race theory indoctrination in the military, including airmen being divided by race and sex into groups for privilege walks. You know what? We're going to sit here and, and eat eat some cake. Uh, all you white people go out and take a privilege walk. I mean, even a privilege walk sounds like a French thing to do, doesn't it? I mean, it just sounds like the pussification of the U.S. military uh, when you're talking privilege walk. It's not like, drop down, whitey, and give me a thousand. No, it's, you should take a privilege walk. What the hell is a privilege walk? Well, if you weren't so privileged, you'd know. 
Uh, so <clears throat> they have uh, the Pentagon has new anti-extremism and diversity training within the ranks. And um, uh, um, Senator Cotton has said this is a very specific kind of anti-American indoctrination that is seeping into some parts of our military. Um, he says that critics are sowing division in the ranks. <sighs> That's exactly what white people would say. They're trying to divide us. They're trying to segregate us. One Marine told us a military history training session was replaced with mandatory training on police brutality. Why would our military need to learn about police brutality? I mean, unless you're sowing them as an enemy. Uh, white privilege, systematic racism also taught. Uh, several officers are now leaving the unit. Uh, citing that training, uh, another service member said that their unit was required to read White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, which claims white people raised in Western society are conditioned to be white supremacists. Uh, I mean, who would have a problem with that? I mean, after your privilege walk. I mean, sure, you read it, but then you take a privilege walk and you're like, wow. You know, thank you for that, Sergeant. Uh, can we just hug it out here? Because you have really opened my mind. And sure, we haven't done any training to, you know, kill the enemy. But uh, wow, thank you. I'm, I just, can I cry? Because I feel like I'm a shell that has just been cracked open. I see all of my privilege now. Members of the wing were ordered to separate themselves <clears throat> by race and gender. Hey, Pat, who else did that um, when you had to separate yourself mm, by uh, race from uh, by race and mm -hmm. gender uh, it involved showers of some sort? I don't know what I'm thinking about, but uh, we're hearing we're hearing reports of plummeting morale, growing mistrust between the races and the sexes where none existed just six months ago and unexpected retirements and separations based on these trainings alone. Let me speak passionately here and beg those people who know this is wrong please do not leave the military please do not leave the military don't participate in things don't say things that you don't believe but don't leave please if you leave who's going to be left I mean, they'll all be out on privilege walks and then, you know, something will happen and they'll be like, where is people, people, people come back. We've got to hug it out. Somebody's just attacked us. There's cry rooms to the left and there's counseling to the right. Oh, my gosh. Please, please don't leave. Go report things to your congressman or to the inspector general. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. One of the things you should value most in life is peace of mind. And, you know, with the privilege walks and CRT in our own schools, I'm having a hard time coming to that peace of mind. But when you get it, it's a good feeling. One of the things that might stress you out is finances. 
Um, for over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you find financial peace of mind, helping you do whatever it is you need to do, like lowering your mortgage interest rate, paying off debt, or financing a new home. Guiding you through with a straightforward mortgage experience without any pressure. These people work for you, not for the bank. And there's no upfront or hidden fees. American Financing. You're going to be certain that you're getting the best deal and the best service possible. Spend 10 minutes on the phone with them today and just tell them your interest rate on your mortgage. Tell them what your situation is and see if they can't help you. American Financing, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. Don't forget to use promo code Glenn for $10 off your subscription at BlazeTV.com. All right, you sick, twisted freak. Uh, Let me tell you about uh, Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott is becoming the governor that we elected, and he was until COVID. I I really like Greg Abbott and was disappointed. I don't. So many people like really turned on him. Mm -hmm. I didn't turn on him. I actually like him still. I'm just disappointed. I, I want Texas to lead the way. Not some chick like Christy Gnome, um, you know, or, or Rick DeSantis. I mean, they're, they have been knocking it out of the park. And, uh, and, and Governor Abbott didn't. And he kind of played the middle ground, don't you think, Pat? Yeah, he did. And that really pissed people off. I didn't get that angry at him. I just was like you. I, I was disappointed. And now, though, it seems like he's back on track. He's found his way again. Well, it might be for a couple of things he's done. <clears throat> Here's one. Uh, this weekend, he signed into law uh, a, a new bill uh, that supports Bitcoin. He put a virtual currency under the Texas Uniform Commercial Code. Man, that's sexy. Man, who doesn't want to know more? Um, what he did was... <laughs> What he did was uh, he created a master plan to expand the master plan. That's why he wanted to do it. We don't use the word master. Oh, my gosh. He did a master plan to expand the state's blockchain industry. Texas is the second state to do that. Wyoming was the first to recognize blockchain and cryptocurrency in its uniform commercial code, which governs all the commercial transactions. So now we will strengthen that at a time when the United States government is waffling. Um, Texas is now standing up and saying, Mm-mm, we accept uh, Bitcoin as currency in this state. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see uh, see what happens. But. He's basically inviting all the blockchain people, hey, come work here in Texas and uh, and we'll protect your business. Blockchain, I think, is going to be very, very it's either going to be very good or the bad guys will get a hold of it. And uh, blockchain will be the death of all of us. <laughs> I'm just saying it always ends with a bullet in the head. That's beautiful. Anyway, thank you. Uh, Anyway, he also signed a law banning Zuckerbucks in Texas. 
That prohibits uh, private groups like the one supported by Zuckerberg from spending millions to administer elections as Zuckerberg and others did in Texas. Here's another thing he did. He is unveiling a plan to reveal uh, a, uh, a new wall in Texas. He said, if the United States government won't do it, then Texas will. And he made this announcement to law enforcement officers and county judges and mayors during a border security summit in Del Rio last week. He said, I'll announce the plan next week. That's this week for the state of Texas to begin building a border wall in the state of Texas. Finally. Wow. Finally. I mean, he's going to be sued by the United States government. but. Ken Paxton always seems to win those. Our attorney general always seems to win those. By the way, have you noticed how many lawsuits the Biden administration is losing right now? No. How many? Oh, my gosh. You are not following this. Uh, First of all, the assault weapons ban in California was just overturned uh, in a federal court. Um, you have the uh, thing in Wisconsin where the farmers push back and said, wait a minute, oh, white, yeah. black, we're all right. farmers. Yep. They just stayed that. And the judge said, this has a very good chance of winning. So, nope, you got to stop doing that. And what's amazing is um, the federal government basically said, no, we're going to do it anyway. I mean, when, when, where did this big love for, you know, our judicial system You're right. uh, go, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so he is uh, building a mm. wall at the same time DHS <clears throat> has canceled Trump's office for victims of illegal immigrant crimes. So what he had set mm. up was a hotline if you were a victim of an illegal immigrant, you could call and it would go to ICE and they would help you on this. Well, my gosh, the Immigration Crime Engagement Office has got to go. It has got to go. So they shut it down. Well, they didn't shut it down. They just they tweaked it a little bit. Um, They've they've tweaked it just a little bit um now instead of reporting that you are a victim of a crime perpetrated on you by an illegal alien um now when you call um you can um you know you can say hey i don't have really any immigration status uh can i can you help me get a visa can you help me? I'm I'm an illegal alien, and can you help me? Because, ooh, it's pretty hostile out there, uh, and I really need some help. So it was changed just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, wow. only 180 degrees, uh, and that's as you know, half a circle. And then halfway, they and halfway. then they wonder why do we have an immigration crisis at the border? Uh, they just yeah, keep exactly doing right. these things to invite this problem yes. to get worse, and it is getting worse every single day. So, so a border wall. They're would be doing phenomenal. this. It would be phenomenal. Um, they're doing this while um, uh, while this crisis is going on. Nobody is paying attention to the border cities, which are just being overrun, and and just the people are going to be destitute. They can't 
afford all of this. The ranchers, they have no idea who's on their land, what's going on. It's a really dangerous situation. Well, Laura Trump came out this weekend. Oh, my. (laughs) She advised people who live on the southern border to arm up and get guns in response to the surge of migrants that are arriving. Yeah, Laura Trump said Mm -hmm. Joe Biden's border response was disgraceful. Uh, She said, I don't know what to tell the people that live at the southern border. I guess, I mean, arm up, get guns, be ready. I mean, maybe they're going to have to start taking matters into their own hands. It should never happen. These people should never have made this dangerous journey here. Oh, my gosh. Well, of course, the the media is saying that she's inciting violence, mm-hmm. you know, by calling on right wing lunatic vigilantes to take up arms. I think she was I think what I like to call those people is uh, ranchers, um, you know, people who have had a farm there on the border for a very long time and uh, no one seems to help them ever. Uh, I think. uh I think also it's uh, it's why you have a gun, because yeah. it's your responsibility, your responsibility to protect your family, not to go and round them up, right? string them up. It's, it's not that. It's if I'm a rancher and I have people that are constantly coming on my ranch and they're leaving garbage and trash and everything else. Am I going to shoot somebody for that? Of course not. No. But if I don't know who they are and I know some of them are not entirely innocent, I'm going to have guns to protect my family and I will shoot. I'll shoot you right in the head. Because it always ends with a bullet in the head. I'm just saying. Always. uh, It's it's a rule of some sort. I'd, I'd love to see some of these Democrats own ranches at the border where they're out there all by themselves, where it would take border agents, who knows, hours to get to them in some cases, where they've got no idea who's coming onto their property or what they're doing or if they uh, have ill intent and see if you don't think you should arm up as well. I think you'd well hear a different tune if they had to do that. I would I would like to challenge the Austin American state statesman. Uh, the people that work there, uh, put yourself in the shoes of one of the people that mm-hmm. lost a loved one in that shooting, uh, a mass shooting of 13 people. It was on Friday night, and uh, the newspaper would not say and identify anything of the uh, shooter. It said oh. police have only released a vague description of the suspect uh, shooter as of Saturday morning. And the Austin American statesman is not including the description as it is too vague at this time to be useful in identifying the shooter. And such publication could be harmful in perpetuating stereotypes. If more detailed <sighs> information is released, we'll update our reporting. That's... So here's what they said uh, at 4 a.m. after this mass shooting. Uh, the Austin Police Department describes the suspect as a black male with dreadlocks wearing a black shirt and a skinny build. Now, if you weren't up at 4 a.m. to hear that press conference, gee, it would be nice to have that in the paper or to hear that on the radio the next morning. So if you happen to see a guy who is a skinny build, 
wearing a black shirt and had dreadlocks and he was black, you might be able to say, hey, I don't know if this is the guy, but there's a guy that looks like that here. And then police could come. I mean, if, you know, if the shooter was like, he's white, I mean, really, he's albino white. Uh, he's so white and uh, white, 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 white. And he's wearing even Mr. Clean's uniform. He's wearing a white outfit with the Confederate flag on the back. Mm. I'd want to know that. Mm-hmm. I'd want to know that somebody is coming in, you know, uh, that's, you know, albino white or just white. And you can tell me that they have distinctive hair. I'm not going to shoot the guy. But I might go into the back while I get him a cup of coffee and just, hey, I just want you to know a guy who fits that description is here. Probably not the guy, um, but could be. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. And for the the Austin statesman to claim that they can't give the description because it's stereotyping him. Wait, what's the stereotype you're promoting there? Are you saying that? only black men uh shoot people because i'm not familiar with that stereotype at all what a bizarre statement to to say that you're not going to tell you're you're not going to describe the person because that fits into a stereotype well that's your own it's weird because i focused on the dreadlocks did you i really did when i read that description i focused on the dreadlocks because it was Mm. just like black male yeah well that doesn't help that really doesn't help but when you say black male, skinny, mm, now black male, skinny with dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I, you've at least narrowed it down some. It would be like saying, you know, a white male, uh, really fat with a mohawk. Okay, there's probably a lot of people that might appear to be fat and white <laughs> with a mohawk. But we should let the police know one of them is here in our coffee shop. What this is, this is nothing more than political correctness gone crazy. Mm -hmm. And honestly, crazy white people uh, trying to just, uh, you know, just change the world because, oh, white people are so bad. And yes, I know I'm. I'm a white person, and I'll never forgive myself for being born as that. I mean, I had so much choice in that, and I, I, sh- I chose wrong. I chose wrong. I should have been born black, but uh, I'm not. I was born I was born white, and damn it, I could have done something about it. Um, I'll show you how good white people like that uh, are really, and, and how much they're helping the black community coming up in just a couple of minutes. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Timeshare Termination Team. You know, they say you learn something new every day. Well, did you know that Mai Tai is short for Mai Tai Me Share? Mai Tai Me Share, which is short for Mai Tai Me Share is incredibly unaffordable. And I was barely using it before COVID, let alone during it. How can I get out? Yeah, now I'm a doctor, so I know these things. That's Latin. Uh, and so when I hear my tie, I know that's the root is help. So anyway, um, you know, if you're not the uh, uh, proud owner 
of a Mai Tai or a timeshare, you can call timeshare termination team. Now, if you have something from like Disney, call them up and they'll buy it back. Uh, if you're if you're not with a timeshare where they don't buy it back because it has no value, well, then call timeshare termination team and they will create a step by step plan to get you out safely, legally and permanently. They have an in-house legal team that will do all of the heavy lifting for you so you don't have to. They have the industry knowledge and legal ex- expertise that you need. They're veteran-owned. They treat their customers with the same loyalty and values the owner believed when he first started the company. Right now, Timeshare Termination Team is offering a special of 20% off for the cost of their services for all military veterans and active duty personnel and their families. Make sure to mention Glenn Beck and take advantage of the offer. Call 888-GET-YOU-OUT. That's 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or visit them online at TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. That's Timeshare Termination Team.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I, I will tell you, I'm up in uh, I'm up in Idaho at our ranch, and I have never seen a, a drought quite like this uh, that we're going through in Idaho. Please, play for, pray for rain for the farmers, for the animals. I mean, these are poor farmers that. You know, if there's no rain and there's no grass, uh, they don't have the money to feed those animals. And they have to do the best that they can. And um, just please pray for rain for our farmers uh, where the parts of country that that need the rain. Um, it's, uh, it's, It's hard on everyone hard on everyone. Please pray for rain for the Idaho area at least. This is the Glenn Beck Program.